If you're here, you're most likely a horror fan, and that would mean that most likely Friday the 13th has some special meaning to you. But why is that? For me, it's not because of the movies. In, in fact, I only watched parts one and two for the first time leading up to this day. But I do get a tingle every time I see this magical, elusive date coming up in the calendar. Today, in celebration, I'm going to do a short exploration of the date, tell you what I thought about parts one and two of the movies, and we'll hear from listeners of the show who submitted their thoughts through the Hi-Ho app. But first, turn off the lights, find a safe hiding space, and fall in to haunting season. Good evening, world, and welcome to Haunting Season. I've got a short episode today, but it doesn't make it any less special. I'm running this one solo because I have my parents in town, seeing them for the first time since the pandemic started, and so I thought, let's go short and sweet on this one. Also, I'm putting this episode out on YouTube as well, uh, and I want to take a quick second to tell listeners and viewers alike, I have a bunch of brand new stories coming in the next few weeks. I don't want to give anything away, but life is always a little more fun with some hints, so I'll just say Scarecrow, Coffee Beans, Road Rage, Fairies, and maybe a music studio. Those are some keywords you'll find in upcoming stories, but for now, let's get on to the meat of the episode, Friday the 13th. To start things off, we have to take a look at an unlucky number, a cursed number, an evil number, a number so volatile many buildings will refuse to acknowledge it as an existing floor. Yes, the infamous number 13. Some believe that a fear of 13 dates back to the Last Supper, where Judas, the 13th guest at Jesus' table, betrayed him, making 13 guests at a dinner table forever a bad omen. The Bible has a lot of hate on Fridays as well, being the day that Jesus was killed, the day Adam and Eve ruined all of our lives and created gender biases, and a number of other bad stuff. But I don't know. I kind of feel like bad stuff happens on Fridays because then you have the weekend to kind of brush it off before getting back to things. Not because it's Friday. Like, if I was Cain and I was going to kill Abel, I wouldn't want to do it on a Wednesday. And Saturday's my chill day, and Sunday I need to get ready for the week. So Friday, right? But it's not just Bible believers that get a kick out of Friday the 13th. In the late 1800s, Captain William Fowler started a 13 club that met on the 13th day of the month to eat 13 courses of food in room number 13 with 13 people at the table. He even had guests walk under a ladder when arriving. This tradition was so bizarre and gripping and attracted the attention of some former presidents over the years who I'm assuming weren't cool enough to get into the Illuminati club. So now we have an obsession of 13, a fear of Fridays, and now we can start to look at some of the bad stuff that has happened when those two are combined. A History Channel article I read mentions all kinds of stuff from arrests to bombings, murders, tornadoes, planes disappearing and cruise ships sinking. In other words, it's not just humans doing bad things on this day. It's nature, too. And then, of course, we have the literary use of the date. In uh, 1907, a dude named Thomas William Lawson wrote a book called Friday the 13th that played on the superstition, having his main character, a trader on Wall Street, cause some chaos on the ominous date to make a ton of money on the market. Pretty sneaky story there. 
And then finally, in the 1980s, we get to the birth of Friday the 13th, the franchise that I'm just diving into. Friends, I cannot believe I'm 36 years old and just getting into slasher films. What a trip it's been. And while on a trip last month, I finally watched Friday the 13th, parts one and two, I can't tell you how excited I am to keep going down that rabbit hole, one movie at a time. If you're unfamiliar with the films, here's what I had to say on TikTok today. I just watched Friday the 13th parts one and two for the very first time. That's right, as a 36 year old horror fan, slashers are just something I never got into until last year. Friday the 13th takes place at Camp Crystal Lake as it prepares to open back up to campers a few years after a horrible tragedy where a young boy named Jason drowned while two counselors did the dirty deed instead of monitoring him while he swam in the lake, which was their only job. Alas, the camp is doomed to stay closed as a series of murders wipe out the new staff. Fast forward to part two, five years later, later and a bunch of young people are starting up a new camp just a few yards away from the old camp and now grown up but still somehow drowned and supernaturally strong Jason well he kills him he just like kills him like a lot of them in all kinds of ways it's a mess a fun mess I had no idea how campy and imaginative these films were and the wild thing is I grew up hearing about Jason all the time and somehow I've still never seen him wear a hockey mask I guess I should keep watching this series it's wild to me that after seeing the image of Jason for all these years with that hockey mask that I'm two movies in and still haven't seen that version of him. And these films were iconic. We're getting into spoiler territory here, so if you're like me and you've put these off for way too long, then just plug your ears or fast forward or whatever, because I'm going to get into it. You've been warned. Go. So movie one, wow, kind of blew my mind. I mean, it, to start it, it's exactly what I've been promised, a summer camp where all the counselors get brutally killed, right? What I did not know and what I couldn't believe was that Jason isn't even in the movie until the final frames. That not only is amazing to me in that there's an entire franchise based on a killer and here he's almost not even in the first film. I still need to see Halloween season of the witch, by the way, because Michael got the short end of the stick on that one too, I heard. But this one is starting off with the main killer of the franchise not even realized yet. And of course, I'm seeing this on the heels of 10 movies, a video game, board games, TV show, Halloween costumes. I mean, a fully actualized franchise. But did they know at the time? Did they know they were going to make a part two where Jason gets revenge five years later? Okay, part two is equally a great film with some really dark stuff built in. Same setup, five years later, they're starting a new summer camp right next to the old one. That pisses him off. So Lake Log Jason lives in a shack in the woods with his mother's carcass waiting to pick off dead horny teens. And oh my God, when the one girl dresses up in Mrs. Voorhees' sweater and pretends to be mama, I mean, it's like you want to gag and cheer at the same time. Oh, amazing. And probably the most special part for me was having the realization that so much of my favorite summertime comedy, Wet Hot American Summer, is a shot-for-shot -shot reenactment of these two movies. The layout of the lakeside camp, the trip into town in the truck, the kids drowning while the counselors make out. I mean, I probably had a reverse experience to everyone else, having idolized Wet Hot American Summer for two decades and then seeing the first two Jason movies and thinking over and over, oh my God, that's that scene, that's that scene. Anyway, in the interest of keeping this short, I'm thoroughly enjoying this series of films and have become an instant fan. But this brings me to my big question of the week, which is what does Friday the 13th mean to you? I asked this question on the app Hi Ho, and here's what listeners of the show had to say. The only thing really that I do on Friday the 13th is 
go out in the world, try and find some Knights of the Templar and, you know, massacre them. Because truly that is how we all should be celebrating Friday the 13th. <laughs> but with that in mind, I don't actually do a lot for Friday the 13th other than, you know, tell everyone that it's Friday the 13th and try and make it a little spooky. It's kind of a fun day. Uh, we only get Halloween once a year, but we get several Friday the 13th, except for this year. Uh, so I'll usually watch a scary movie, uh, Halloween, something or other, but that's pretty common for me. But that's what I do. You know, that sounds like plenty. It's a simple holiday. I, in years past, when there wasn't a pandemic and it was easier to get together, I would often have some people over for a scary movie night. I've kind of forgotten about that. I can't wait to get back to that place. Hi, Josh. Uh, for me, Friday the 13th is purely a celebration of the man, the myth, the legend, uh, Jason Voorhees. I <laughs> don't think you can go a Friday the 13th without watching at least one of the Friday the 13th movies. Doesn't matter which one, just pick one, watch any of them. Um, I like to also don a Jason Voorhees shirt just in case anyone out in the real world has forgotten what day it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a day for watching Friday the 13th movies. Like, what else is it? So I'm excited because I feel like Friday the 13th is a day of great luck. Like, the number 13 to me signifies love, positivity, abundance, manifestation. And so hopefully the guy that I like so much, hopefully he messages me sometime around Friday the 13th. And if he does, and that will confirm the fact that I love Friday the 13th. And I think that it's a great holiday. Hey Joshua, nice to meet you. I really loved your thread about ghost stories. I love, love, especially like historical and traditional and local and personal ghost stories. So totally was an awesome thread to listen to. Um, I don't celebrate the 13th or Friday the 13th, but I do uh, recognize that the 13th uh, or the number 13 has traditionally been associated with feminine energy, uh, goddess worship, divine feminine um, energies and deities. And so, um, you know, I think that powerful women have always been a threat to the patriarchy so um i don't fear the number 13 or like have any kind of um weird association with it that's negative i um i recognize that it has a great historical significance to women and i honor it as such so thanks again for your awesome questions. Have a great day. Yes, this is what I love about this app. Thank you so much for this. This is going to add so much beautiful complexity to the episode that I've already recorded earlier in the week where I focus so much on the curse and the unluckiness of the number 13 by not even taking an opportunity to look at the positivity. Holy cow, the number 13 ain't all bad. Oh, Josh, you know me, bud. It's Joe Dub from the Dis Dungeon Podcast. And of course, Friday the 13th means something to me. I am a huge horror geek, and I grew up watching Nightmare on Elm Street, Hellraiser especially, my favorite. And I did watch probably all of the Jason X movies, or however many they're up to. I thought it was 10, maybe it's more. But 
Friday the 13th is also the birthday of one of my good friends that I worked in the fashion industry with. And she loves these um, spooky stories. She's big into a lot of the haunted stuff. And she's going to be a new listener to the Haunting Season podcast. But I digress. Friday the 13th is always fun because it's always this air of spookiness that's going about the place. And a lot of people, you know, if you get a full moon on a Friday the 13th, it makes it even more edgy, right? Um, I myself remember as a young boy having a Friday the 13th in October, which made it even better because you had that crisp air, the crackling of the falling leaves, and the changing of the seasons it just made it always just something cooler with the black cats running around. Uh, sad that many of the cats were feral, but nevertheless, it's so much fun to reminisce about my youth and all those fun things that happened uh, during the creepiest time of year, especially in my town as you know. <laughs> yes, so much to celebrate. So much to celebrate. It's funny because I spent the bulk of this episode talking about the curse and the unluckiness and the awfulness of the number 13. But um, I'm finding more and more that there's so much to celebrate. Now I'm sad that there's only one Friday the 13th. But hey, we're celebrating it here by talking about it and by expanding our minds. Thank you so much, Joe, from the Dis Dungeon podcast. Really appreciate you chiming in and uh, and for spreading the love of the show, man. This is a community and I love hearing everybody's voices and I love when that community expands. So um, happy birthday to your friend and welcome to the show. Now I would be remiss if I didn't mention that Friday the 13th, it's its own thing, but the number 13, well, it's unlucky for most people. It's actually my good luck number. My mother won a Super Bowl pool with the numbers one and three, 13. I got my old job at my old company. I don't want to talk about them because they went out of business, but I got that job on December 13th. Um, the job that I work at currently, also on the 13th, my apartment is apartment 13. So many numbers in our lives have negative and positive connotations. For me, the number 13 has kind of been positive. And on a personal level, I'll let you know, but there's something in the works right now and it may come to a head this Friday, the 13th. So super excited, but I don't want to jinx myself. Hey there, Jessica here, friend of the show. Hope the audio is okay. I am on set for a holiday commercial, very not Friday the 13th. -y. I would love to share that Friday the 13th is traditionally a women's holiday, at least in the pagan culture. It was the church that made it superstitious. You know the one I'm talking about. But Friday the 13th, and once the Roman numeral calendar or whatever was created, um, it happened to be an observation because the number 13 is very magical in pagan and Wiccan tradition. Um, it was a woman's holiday and that scared people in the church and thus they made it a superstitious time to gather, a time when people should stay away and not gather in the woods naked. Um, I'd just also like to add that I host Flow, a podcast about extreme periods, and menstruation was also a thing women gathered to discuss a lot, and that was deemed inappropriate by the church as well. Huh. Oh my God, Jessica, yes, on so many levels, yes. Uh, thank you for contributing this to the podcast, because I do think that we have put so many restrictions around important topics like our bodies and around expressing ourselves like dancing naked in the woods <laughs> just they don't make sense with how far we're supposed to be progressed in our society right now 
So I appreciate your show. I've listened to Flow. It's an excellent, excellent podcast. Um, and it's informative, not just for women, but maybe for dads with daughters. Uh, so I would encourage anybody who's interested to listen to Flow and learn more about menstruation and just be a better partner too. If you're a man who's a partner to a woman who menstruates, um, but also like how closed off we are about our bodies in general is frustrating. It's frustrating because it dates back to a, a much more repressed time. And as we are connecting through the internet and connecting through conversations, we need to lift these restrictions that we put on ourselves and be more free, you know, get some therapy and then talk about this shit. <laughs> so I'm here for it. Thank you so much, friend. I think at the end of the day, where I'm landing is that the reason I like Friday the 13th so much as a date in the calendar isn't because it's a movie franchise or has a connection to bad luck or religion or history or offbeat dinner parties. It's because it's a little weird. It's a little rare. It's unexpected, and as a horror fan, as a storyteller, as an artist, well, it kind of feels like my day. A day I get to celebrate those of us that don't quite fit the mold, who have a hard time fitting into normal society, those of us who struggle a little bit and find comfort in scary stories and horror movies, who, who want to believe that there's something beyond our existence, whether it's ghosts, monsters, demons, aliens, or just some sort of afterlife. Well, if you're like me and these ideas are resonating with you, then from the bottom of my heart, happy Friday the 13th and welcome home. I'd love for Haunting Season to be a place where we can connect and talk about these things, to explore horror as a genre where all are welcome and the weird is celebrated. You can find my horror movie reviews on TikTok and Letterboxd. You can get updates on the show on Instagram. Uh, you got the YouTube channel for scary stories and the podcast for longer in-depth conversations. I'm on HiHo where we can video message back and forth. And hey, you can always reach me in the comments on any of these platforms. That's it for me today, folks. I'll be back next week on the pod to talk about urban legends. And we'll have a new story for you the week after that on YouTube as well. And remember, friends, we're more likely to survive if we stick together. I'll see you next time. Wait, before we get to the end credits, I have to tell you I did a collaboration this week with Sledgehammer Horror. We actually filmed it a couple of weeks ago, but it's going live today, Friday the 13th. Sledgehammer Horror on YouTube. Ken Sledge is the host, and he interviews people from all over the horror genre about what their first horror movie is. He's got hundreds of episodes, including famous actors and writers of these amazing horror films. Why I'm on it, I don't know, but my first one was The Ring, and we talk all about it on Sledgehammer Horror. I've got a link down in the description below. Okay, roll the credits. Haunting Season is written and created by Joshua Sterling Bragg and is a joint production of Matt Gillen and Believe Limited. This episode was executive produced by Matt Gillen, Ryan Gillen, and Patrick James Lynch with creative support from Cody Dugan, Jessica Richmond, Mel Forrest, and my wife, Courtney Barber. Haunting Season's editor is Colby Crow, and she uses music made for the show by North Innsbruck. You can find different content from Haunting Season on all of our platforms. YouTube has the scary stories, Instagram has spooky photos and updates, TikTok has horror movie recommendations and reviews, and we're now on the app Hi-Ho, where you can contribute to the podcast with your own voice. Hop into the conversation and get personal replies from Josh. Have something to send Josh yourself? Well, we've got a P.O. box now. Send anything cursed, weird, witchy, or just plain fun, and I'll add it to my shelf of oddities and shout you out on TikTok. Send stuff to P.O. Box 9681, Glendale, California, 91226.